This is Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, the promo, and in 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why you should check out the show. I, the host, Scott Augerman, have a lighthearted conversation with famous celebrities like John Hamm, Allison Williams, Phoebe Bridgers, Bob Odenkirk, just to name a few. Things go a little off the rails when different eccentric characters drop by to be interviewed as well. Each week is a blend of conversations and character work from your favorite comedians as well as some new hilarious voices. Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. Podcast. Listen every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Hot dogs. Those aren't little dicks. Those what? Are, those are hot dogs. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I would not want to go to a. I would not want to go to a public festival that celebrated big fat Jersey men just eating, literally eating cock. <laughs> like I don't know if that says July Fourth to me. I don't know if it that is. says birth of our nation to me. It absolutely. Oh, I mean, it says really the death of our nation. Ironically <laughs> enough, the hot dog eating competition celebrating the birth of our nation really just shows our ultimate demise. Because I will say that apparently the Benjamin Franklin actually invented the sexual move of someone sucking on your balls. Really? he made a slave do it. No, he did not. Benjamin Franklin didn't own slaves. No, he didn't own slaves, but he certainly perused them sexually. <laughs> oh, leave Benjamin Franklin alone. He was fat. And you know how difficult it was to be fat back then? No, it was extra easy back then because everyone just assumed you were rich. Oh, well. And he was covered cool. in sheets of cotton and rayon mm. and, and many girdles. Well, Mr. Zabrowski, I don't think we're going to have you history substitute teach any longer. Benjamin Franklin uh, raped the black <laughs> until well, he made the Spanish. And I, I know that for to be certain on yeah. this today, July 4th, 2015, I have called you out of your office mm-hmm. to make you interview me for the job of professor of history here at Tulane University. <laughs> I, I just don't understand how I failed the SATs. I listened to Mr. Zabrowski and I wrote down exactly what he said and then they, they called me a racist. <laughs> I was expelled. <laughs> Well, welcome to the show, everyone. I am Ben Kissel, joined by Marcus Parks. Oh my goodness, there's a scent of Zabrowski in the room. Yes, it's called a cologne. By, it's called Cannabis by Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually true. I wear a cologne called Cannabis. You do? Huh. Yeah. Isn't that kind of fun? Just if, like, if you're not getting harassed by the police enough, just wear a cologne called Cannabis. No, no, no. Cops and I have a good laugh. You know why? Because we're all white. <laughs> oh, that's true. That is like the definition of white privilege. I'm sorry. There's a lot of race on my mind. July 4th is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of good things that happen in our country of America. I was in Canada for them, and Ugh. so I'm just gonna. I'm also gonna take part in the big celebration, but I was I wasn't here for it. Mm-hmm. I just want to say good work, fucking America. Mm-hmm. We are two thousand years old today on July fourth. When is that? Is I don't know Saturday. <laughs> I don't think we're two thousand years old. That's a way older than uh, we are. the Earth is only six thousand five hundred yes. years old. I'll give you so that. So we are at least a third of that. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to, I can't wait to roast the pig's nuts here in New York City. It's so good to be back. All right. Well, it's great to have you back. And in honor of you uh, being back, we're going to read some creepy Hey, I hope you like it. I hope you like it. Macabre manicotti. It's a kind of a comment. 
macabre marinara. It's got all my cum in it. It has your cum in it. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, this is a great first date place. <laughs> I just I just love how the chef comes out and he interacts with all of the people here in the restaurant. I know how to make it a marijuana. Marijuana. Marinara sauce. When I go, I go, and I can take a four tomatoes, huh? I throw them out. And then what I do is I take a sweet blood from a screaming fucking swan. I take a swan and I crop in its fucking chest. Mm. And ooh, so red. And then I come in it. And then I saute it over the garlic. I hate to break it to you. Our chef has been chained to the oven for the past five weeks. That was a homeless man. That was a homeless man. You just hate his semen. We are, yes, we're back to doing uh, some, uh, it's been a long time. Oh, well over oh, a year. Yeah. And there's been so many fun writings and uh, different creepy pastas that, that have uh, popped up over the past year that we're excited to share with you. Can we just say, honestly, creepy pasta? Hasn't gotten better. No, no, I would say it's gotten a little bit worse. I was really hoping that we would find some, you know, really choice, creepy bits mm-hmm. out there. Um, and then I realized I don't, I personally don't have feelings anymore. Mm. Um, I can't be scared anymore or happy or sad or right. mad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. So maybe it just lost on me. It's yes, just it words can. on a page yeah. to yes. me. It's absolutely lost on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had uh, one of my assistants research some creepy pasta and she was like, this is really scary. She's like, I don't know. This is super yes. scary. And like, what are you trying? Do you know what scary is? Yeah. Do you, you know what happened during the rape of Nan King? All right. Well, let's not bring it all up. Um, all right. So you course, had 731. I was just going to say you had 731, the most horrific war crimes that have ever existed. Actually, there's two lovely Japanese people on the crew, on the, uh, the cat in the cast of heroes. Uh, mm. And, uh, they seem to have deny all knowledge of Unit Seven Thirty One. Okay. They're not well, taught about it in school, uh-huh. and they took, they're like, "What? What do you mean?" It's just like, and I'm just like, "You boiled a man's hands just to see <laughs> what his fucking bones look like." So you're so uh, on the set of Heroes. This is your between shoot banter. Oh yeah, well, I'm sitting around the at the crafty table, like <laughs> looking at bran muffins and shit, and eating right. like meats and cheeses. Well, technically, it's like a, your workplace. So it's you, my job. Yeah, but then so, you're just kind of accusing people of war crimes there at the. No, it is my responsibility to bring truth. Right. I am the Luciferian lamplight of right. of knowledge and power everywhere I go. It is my responsibility as a Satanist to leave no mm. stone unturned, to leave no shadow unskewered. I think you're taking that up on yourself. I'm not sure. Uh, I think workplace banter is supposed to be like whole milk. What do they call it? Uh, is I, I got a can of skim milk and it was full too. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you did 731. Chinese are not logs, they're people. (laughs) There are five elite bloodlines that run our world as a part of a new world order. And who controls the water controls the future. All right. Fluoride! Fluoride is actually very good for your teeth. And uh, let's and it's just, also keeping us from being psychic. Well, we it's get, keeping we us from gingivitis and heart disease as well. Let's get into some real scary stuff, yes. which is things written by 49-year-olds in the dark of their mother's basements <laughs> for the internet. Oh, my God. All right, who wants to start? Uh, well, no, before we start, what I so what I need you to do, I'm going to do this the traditional, all right, like like we always do. Um, first of all, if you're wearing clothes, shut off the fucking podcast and quit listening to the podcast. Um, if you have been naked for the entire time of listening to all 181 episodes of last podcast on the left, you um, you're a failure and you're a no you're a nobody. That's untrue. Take off your fucking clothes. No, you're doing wonderfully, and they have to go outside and they don't want to get arrested, Henry. I don't care. Again, Luciferian lamplight. <laughs> Take off your superior shirt. Um, mm. Take off your many corsets if you're one of the beautiful women that listen to this show. I know the, everybody's wearing corsets. Mm. Um, take, take, take that off. Be nude. 
Um, tell Barbara in the cubicle next to her to fucking shove it. You don't care what her half-blind autistic kid's got to say. Well, that's very true. No that one is, should. Nobody yeah, cares. No yeah, cares. because their their opinions are half. Hey, Barbara, you made it. <laughs> if you're blind, <laughs> you don't get half the information. So you can't be trusted. Well, that's they, another story. Senses that's another, are heightened. I think it kind of equals. Yeah, it does equal. Yeah, that's anyway. yeah. okay. No, they're not daredevil. <laughs> no, not really. But um, I want you to lawyers, though. roll up the thickest fucking toddler arm of the fucking. What I have right now is this stuff called Green Alien, and I was tripping balls the other night staring at my fish. I got a fish tank. When oh. did you get a fish tank? It's in the Airbnb that I'm staying in Toronto. Oh, and so I go and um, I'm fucking. I was totally nude. I smoked an entire joint of it. And I just stared at these fish. And I guess guess what, man? They hid under a rock because I thought I was a fucking predator. And so I want you to do that, roll it up, and when you sit back in the dark, light a couple candles, and know that we're about to lay some creepy mm-hmm. hands down underneath the, the meat, underneath your knee, and we're going to work Ooh. it up the back of your legs and Ooh. tickle tickle the bottom of your <laughs> butt cheeks with something truly frightening. That actually sounds like it feels really good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that those fish were just looking at you be like, the bloop is real! The bloop is real! <laughs> the rumors are true. It's the river man of yes. the river people. Mm. Alright, who wants to start us off? Okay. This is called I'll be waiting. <laughs> okay. You don't know me. No one knows me. Only a master knows of my existence. Uh, I mean, it's... No, I don't. <laughs> oh, oh, I just realized I, I, what that did. Yeah, yeah, I just realized yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, version yeah. of that did. You don't know me. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> it's I, 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 okay. I see now. Yeah, I you, see, you see my now. interpretation. Master. Yes. 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 And and that voice and the rest of this thing. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> you don't. It's hard to get out of it. All right. Yeah. Well. Ah. <laughs> Field of okra. I'll be waiting. You don't know me. No one knows me. Only Master knows of my existence. But Master and I know all of you. We visit all of you, my friends, during the witching hour. I'm never there during the day. The sun's rays penetrate my shadowy soul and obliterate my flesh. My bones turn to ash. My organs become dust. Daytime in one place is nighttime in another, though. So Master and I always are traveling. Never in one place for too long. After the sun has died and the moon lives again, I come. I'll get close up to you and breathe in the scent of your life. I listen to your heartbeat and breathing. Master then starts work on you, putting one finger on your forehead Mm. (laughs) and whispering Latin words like hola. And maraca. That's Latin American. And burrito. Yeah, that's different than Latin. But. You always end up squirming or screaming. Mm. <laughs> Master calls them nightmares. I always want to comfort you, hold you close, but I can never touch. Not ever. Master tells me never to touch. I've learned not to touch. Master hurt me badly. And my skin, my scarred, sensitive skin, has paid the price. But sometimes I can't help myself. 
When master isn't looking, I strike. I brush my fingernails down your arms, trace your lips, comb your hair away from your face. But my skin kills your kind, breaks the blood vessels, bruises your body in mysterious ways you can never figure out. I'm sorry. I really am. I just can't help myself. I want to show you how much I love you. This is a great dating manual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This <laughs> because this is pretty much word for word yeah, what I do. Just thinking about that, yeah. When Master and I are done with you, I always remember to take a souvenir. Usually it's something small that you won't notice is missing, like a coin or a pin. Snatched up from behind Master's back. But sometimes you don't have very much. When that happens, I take something else. With Master's permission, of course. Mm. Hair, nails, eyelashes, a part of you. And it will always be mine. I hope to see you tonight. But if you don't fall asleep, we'll have a problem. Master says I can't let you see me. If you see me, our friendship will be over, and I'll have to kill you. I don't want to kill you. I don't want to see the blood seep through your bedsheets. I don't want to see your face as you scream in the sight of me, my deformed skin, my scars, my love for you. But maybe, deep down inside, just a little bit, I do. I am Master's child, after all. Sweet dreams, darlings. I'll be waiting for you. Kind of a kind of a manicurist, <laughs> kind of a pedicure type. I think this there. is the this is the McNeely's the Holden McNeely's father and mother. That was their wedding like vows. Yeah, to each other. that nice. So just yeah. kind of taking skin shavings and nails and random hairs. Huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. seems it's like kinda, that's the the yeah. gist of uh, this monster, huh? It's weird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> He's an ugly guy. I must be. Is yeah. he a vampire? I don't know. I'm no, not really sure. Nothing about blood. I can't figure out who this person is. I think he's hmm. like a Renfield. <laughs> yeah, it could oh. be a Renfield, yeah. Uh, yeah, like Tom Waits. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Well, very creepy. Sure. Very good. <laughs> and then kind of kind of got a rousing there in the middle, too. Yeah. Oh, kinda yeah. nice erotica. All right. Who's up, Marcus? All right. The, I'm going to read a story called Marie Thibodeau. By September Durleth. By September Durleth, yeah. <laughs> Marie Thibodeau, 1801 to 1881, was a remarkable woman. She was kind, intelligent, headstrong, and never once told a lie. I call bullshit! Yeah, she gotta lie. You gotta lie sometimes. Everybody lies. Just to be nice sometimes. Most people lie. Every You're just meeting a representative. That's yeah. what Chris Rock said. Have a nice day. Oh, I didn't mean that. Have a nice day. I okay. raped my, my father last Shh, night. Okay, See, come on now. But are all of you voodoo high priestesses? I think not. Mm, They work by different rules, just like Marie Thibodeau. (laughs) She lived her entire life in New Orleans, establishing a reputation from an early age as a potent healer and clairvoyant. People traveled for miles simply to visit her apothecary, although many more sampled her legendary concoctions. By the 1870s, she had simultaneously become one of the most feared and revered figures in Louisiana. In 1881, a landowner named Jacob Parrish traveled to New Orleans from Baton Rouge. Parrish was vastly wealthy and devoutly religious, but possessed a morbid fascination for the occult. Mm. He had hired a platoon of ex-soldiers from the recently concluded Civil War, and with them, he marched down Bourbon Street and into Marie's store. Despite the protests of her assistants, Marie granted Parrish an audience. 
He had heard rumors that the great voodoo queen had discovered the secret to eternal life and demanded that she yield it to him. Yield it to me! Uh-oh. You shall yield the secret to eternal life to me! Ah! I, John Parrish, from Baton Rouge! Hmm. Never flustered, Marie corrected him. She had indeed discovered a ritual that would grant immortality, but only for a set period of time. Fifty years, to be exact. That doesn't technically make sense, because yeah. immor- immortality is forever. But, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't mean to be like a fucking LARPer here. I don't mm-hmm. mean to be like a YouTube commenter here, but it just seems... It does seem like she's lying, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once performed, the subject would rise again after his natural death, having no need for food, air, or water, immune to disease, and utterly impervious to bodily harm. After 50 years had elapsed, however, the subject would die once more, never to rise again. Frustrated by this revelation, Parrish nevertheless knew her by reputation to be an honest woman and would not pass up the opportunity to live beyond his natural lifespan. Marie agreed to conduct the ritual for him as long as he vowed to leave New Orleans permanently once it had been concluded. Parrish agreed and the ritual was performed. True to his word, Parrish returned to Baton Rouge later that day, but not before ordering his mercenaries to murder Marie and her assistants and to burn her apothecary to the ground. It's a bad move to do against a voodoo queen. You know why? Because the whole thing was like voodoo queens is that like their shit like goes on after you burn them down. Totally. Yeah, (laughs) they get stronger the more you burn them. Yep. Yeah. Louisiana folk are renowned for their superstitions, which are many and varied. It was unusual, however. The dozens would later swear that they had seen disembodied shadows making their way en masse up to the parish months that night. And that was just them being racist. Mm-hmm. Kind of racist, yeah. The following morning, the 15 mercenaries were found with their necks snapped as though they had been twigs. Parrish himself was discovered in his bed, wide-eyed and apparently terror-stricken, his throat torn out with such ferocity that the state coroner was forced to conclude that a bear had somehow made its way into his locked seventh-floor bedroom. Well, you know how the overdeer shape kept them bears there. They come out out of the swamp as a swamp bear. And how do you remember? The, the swamp bear runs all over Baton Rouge. And now, yeah. they can't be held by doors. They cannot help but held by cages because well, they are shadow bears. And uh, I just wish I... Mm-hmm. Wish my wife, Marie Claire, would come back to me. Uh, Baton Rouge. That's what happens when you make the only guy in town with a knife the corner. <laughs> the hints of black magic were not lost on locals, however, who promptly buried all 16 bodies in Magnolia Cemetery the following day. Marie Thibodeau was a remarkable woman. She never told a lie, but that is not to say that she never withheld the truth. What she had not disclosed was that resurrection would not take place until 72 hours after death. When Parrish's grave was exhumed for relocation in 1953, puzzled excavators noted the singularly deep gouge marks found inside the coffin lid. You just got punked! You been punked? (laughs) Oh my god, like Paris Hilton going down in a fake plane crash. This woman got punked. I say she deserved it too. No, yeah. he. It was a man. I'm saying it's Paris Hilton deserved oh, it. This Hilton guy also deserved it, of yeah, course. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, man. Scary. You got fucking got got. Yeah, This man. is what happens. You try to double cross a double crosser. What do you get? You get triple crossed. Triple crossed. Yeah. <laughs> more, or more crossed than the person that you cross double. Just know that. 
Absolutely. Everybody know that. If you're totally. dealing with a voodoo queen, right? She's always going to say it's a monkey spar agreement. She's going to say yes, yes, yes. It's mm-hmm. going to be that. It's always going to be the thing. It's always going to be the thing. You want to live forever? Yes, you'll live forever. But you got nine dicks now. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And you have to deal with it. Oh, you want all the money in the world? You got all the money in the world. But that money is made out of cum. <laughs> well, that's fine. You got to touch the I don't know why I told dicks and cum, but. It's fine. Nine dicks isn't the worst thing to go through life with. I feel you would not. But have- where are they, Ben? Where are they? Are they all in your crotch? Are they all like a, a strange plant that is sprouting from your nether region? Two from your knees. Yeah. One yeah. where your tongue should be. So every time you want to like, you're like, oh, oh, you're like a big thick fucking cock coming out of your mouth instead yeah. of a yeah. tongue. Yeah. They're all four inches long and always flaccid. Uh, well, I mean, it would be monkey's nice paw hard. agreement. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be kind of fun though, because then you can flare up like a scared cat. <laughs> you know, if they I, get hard and you're. You know. do, uh, this is a qu- this is just a quick quiz for mm. the lady before we get next story quick quiz for the ladies if you took a guy's pants off and you saw nine dicks would you shriek in horror give us your answers this week find out we'll find out on the facebook page this one's called touch by september derleth now this is a story about romance mm-hmm. okay so he and his girlfriend were the most romantic no 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 take it from the top okay. he and his girlfriend weren't the most romantic couple their idea of spicing up their relationship was making out in the dark <laughs> kind of fun to do that. But that's what you make women do, right? I don't know. Why, why would you have lights on? When you have a body like mine, I am the light. I like <laughs> to see the buddies. <laughs> no, that's disgusting. Henry, he came over to her. This this is going back to this relationship. Oh. He came over to her house late one night when her parents were out of town, and they laid down on the on her bed together, <sighs> and he turned off the, uh, the bedside lamp, held her hands in his hands, and they began kissing gently. He was kissing her gently. How do you ever have sex? <laughs> like Just like this. The thing about the darkness is that it heightens your other senses, like we were talking about with the blind. Daredevil so is fake. And now he's smelling harder. I don't know if you want the smell to be harder, but the sound of her gentle breathing beginning to quicken, the sweet smell of perfume off at the base of her neck. She put it right there in her neck. The taste of her lips and the salt on her skin. The feel of nails beginning to dig into his shoulder. Despite the darkness, his eyes snapped open as he realized that both her hands were still clasped firmly within his own. So who was rubbing his back? Oh! oh. Who was nails? Who was, was nails? <laughs> it who was, was rubbing old back? man Greg. <laughs> yeah, like, just lie there. Couldn't help but notice oh. you were about to make love. And couldn't help but oh. notice it's your back. Look at you. Yeah. Also couldn't help but notice that I'm allergic to pants and a belt. <laughs> <laughs> old man Greg is coming to be the third leg on this wobbly table. I love it. The table is too wobbly. We need another leg. Allow me to lick the stamp. Little old man Greg lick the stamp. <laughs> Everybody's got a job to do. Isn't that fun? <laughs> so that was a relationship story. They were having sex with each other in bed, and he felt hands on his back, even though hers were clasped in his hand. So kind of scary. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put 
photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional and we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. Hmm. All right. So now we have a very special moment in the show. We are back. Uh, you know how many times everyone says, oh, the 911 calls are too much, and mm. we hate listening to them, and oh, Mimi, I'm scared of listening to them. So we've promised forever to never play a 911 call again. And no. so guess what? We're, so we're never going to play one ever again, right, Marcus? Never, ever. Nope. This is actually a 311 call. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> totally different. Yeah, absolutely. This, uh, this call that we're going to be listening to right now, uh, this is a man who was working at a recycling plant in Florida, mm-hmm. in Orlando, uh, and he had the unfortunate position of having his leg ripped off by a baler. He did not do his job right. All right well, let's listen to... Uh, we're going to come in about seven minutes into the call. Seven minutes? Oh, it's an 11-minute call. Oh, they got to get there it, it spends quite. He spends quite a long time talking about how he's going to die, uh, oh. how his mother is going to just kill him. Oh. Uh, Which is the weird thing because he's already going to die. Right, right, right. right, right. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Okay. I'm gonna get so fucking fired. FDA, yes, sir. I hate to interrupt. Uh, the sheriff's office. We we can't find him in the recycle center. Whereabout are you? 
Okay, he said he's all the way in the back. Behind, you're, John, you're right. You're behind the building at the big blue machine, right? I'm in the blue machine, yes, sir. Did you copy that, S.O.? Yeah, right behind the building okay. near a big blue machine. Big blue machine, yes. Okay. It has a, it has sails all around it, maybe a forklift out front. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's pretty gruesome in here, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. No, I understand, I understand. There's, the police are there now looking for you, okay? Sir, I'm going to pass out. Okay, no, I want you to keep talking to me. You're going to be fine. Sir? Yes, sir. Yes. You're my They're hero. coming. Oh, uh, that, that, that's fine. You're my fucking hero, dude. Right. Do you hear somebody? Do you hear somebody there now, John? I hear somebody in the background. That's my coworker, Richie. Okay, he just found. Okay, so yeah. he just found you, John. Yeah. Your coworker just found you, right? Yeah, he just found me. Okay. Tell so, you, is he still there with you? No, he wants to get the police. Okay. Okay, sir. Yeah, that's I fine. Love, I love everybody. Okay, they're coming. I'm here, sir. Are you okay. there? Yes, I'm, I'm here. The You're talking to the police right now? Yes, sir. Okay. That's I think good. Sir, sir, Okay. Sir? Yes, sir. Are you talking to me or the police, John? I'm talking to both of you. Okay. Am I going to go to jail for this? Oh Am I going to go to jail That's for this? That's so sad. I'm really surprised we didn't get to hear the point where the cops rolled in there and were like, drop the bailer! Drop the bailer! And then they shoot him multiple times in the head and you saw him, he had a bailer, so we had to kill him. I gotta say, this guy's about one shin low. <laughs> what does that say? Officer Greg, you are getting funnier every time we come across a man half dead. Isn't that great? Well, it's so sad that the man's poor concern is going to jail. Yeah, and then he, before that he's like, Call, could you call my mom? I, dude, she's gonna fucking kill me, man. <laughs> right. He actually sounds like a pretty good guy. So, that he's no, like, it's a good he's like yeah, call my step. And you know what? Yeah. He survived, he and he actually released the 911 call himself to help other amputees come to terms with uh, their condition. That's Weird. very nice. <laughs> he survived. His leg is currently haunting the area. Yeah, um, just kept, every totally time fine. people go by, you just like a woman's skirt. She just feels a toe run up mm, her leg. Yeah, yeah kick, is, kicking mean guys around the bailer in the butt. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'd do if I was a ghost leg. They could have been a little bit more specific with the location. They're like a forklift around. It's a bailer a thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a bailers, and I'm not really sure how to do. A bailer makes bales, yeah. and a bale is like a ah, it's an organic cube. Uh, a bale is a ah, it's like a bunch of it's what cowboys sit on. A bale is a mm, uh, it's got, a chicken's house. All right, a little bit more specific with the location would help. Uh, there's a blue sky, and there is a. Um, and I have one leg now, um, so look for the guy who's only got one leg. <laughs> it's ludicrous. Um, all right, well, a very actually one of our uh, that's kind of an uplifting call. It's the a bit of an uh, yeah. We're gonna start. We're okay. starting with an uplifting yeah. one there. Yeah, we're gonna end with a not uplifting one though. Oh. <laughs> you, never you fucking assholes! Oh no, great people, great people. Um, so this is called nightmares. If you guys have not seen the documentary, the nightmare. Do yourself a favor and do it so that you also can be haunted with the idea of seeing the man with the black hat and you can't go to sleep like I, like what happened to me. Literally, I've never been so scared alone before in my life since I've seen the documentary The Nightmare. Watch it. It's fucked up. Um, 
And uh, I'm sorry to say, if you do have night terrors, if it does happen, like if you if you had maybe saw shadow people in the past, uh, I don't mean to alarm you. They are real, mm-hmm. and they're going to start happening again. You want to sell your house immediately at a bo- bottom, get out rock of the bottom house. price. Get out, get out of, of the house. house. There's no re- they're going to follow you wherever you go for the rest of your life. Just know that you, you're a victim. They're attached to you. It's you. You're the problem. The only way out is um, is either uh, literally the only way out is you have to suck your own cock until you shoot into your own mouth. But I'm a girl. <laughs> You're fucked. Oh. Huh. Nightmares. I used to think nightmares were fun, so I asked for more. Ugh. They were the only source of excitement in my endless rut of a life. I never used to get nightmares, and for that I should have been grateful. I wasn't. I wished for more. I craved the adrenaline <laughs> and the pounding of my heart as my eyes flew open. They say, be careful what you wish for. They are not lying. There's a shadow man behind you! Look out! Uh oh, uh oh, watch out! The nightmares started to come quicker and much more often. It was small things at first, the things anybody would have being chased by wild dogs, being abandoned, or running naked into school. <laughs> that just sounds like my childhood. It's just kind of fun. <laughs> I tired of them quickly. I had no reason to keep myself awake after them. Soon they began to become more intense. My brain began playing with me. I'd be held down by my throat, unable to breathe, unable to scream, my chest heaving but no air entering my lungs. I'd be torn at, my skin coming away like butter. I'd be tied down as those I trusted sliced into me. I began to dream of hell. They're behind you! Watch out! Uh (laughs) Uh-oh! Then I'd wake, my eyes not quite focusing on anything in my small box room. The purples of my cushions would merge with the cream of my wall, and the giant teddy bear that sat in the corner would blur. But I could breathe. There was no pressure on my throat. I would take in deep lungfuls of air as if I hadn't breathed for hours. I scratched at my skin to check if it was still there, and it was. I would check my clock, and it would always be the same time. Five minutes past three in the morning became my waking hour. The witching hour! Uh-oh. My eyes would try to slide closed, but I couldn't let that happen. Instead, I'd pull myself to the bathroom, down the carpeted hall, and splash icy water on my face until I was in no danger of sleeping. The sleep deprivation, I concluded, would be better than facing the, uh, the horrors of the night. I'd go into school like a zombie, and nobody seemed to notice that anything was different. I began to become paranoid. As people walked past me, the memories would come rushing back, invading my mind. She was one that made the first incision two nights ago. He was the one who had his hand over my neck last week, and they were the ones that retrieved the knives in the depths of hell. I pushed everyone away, in fear that they would build hell on earth. So I sat alone, excluding myself from the drone of conversation and the inconvenience of life. Dylan Klebold. (laughs) Think about it. My nightmares would plague me. Creative writing assessments in English were easy. Just pick a night. There was a horror story right there. Talks of battles in history shocked others, but barely even struck me as odd. The drawings I did in art made everyone feel nauseous, but seemed quite normal to me. Lessons on hell and RE would spike fear into my very soul. All the things I needed, more imagery about Hades was not one of them. Those lessons began to creep into my dreams, too. A human being can go 14 days without sleep before they die. The record for days without sleep is 11 days, a record which is held by a university student from America. My record is five days. 
I started hallucinating so horrifically on day five, I couldn't take it anymore. The susurrus whispers began first. This voice is assuring me I was crazy, that I was worthless, doomed to be ended by my own mind. Next, it was a high-pitched, sempaternal screaming. Squealing. Squealing! It sounded like nails running down a chalkboard or a knife scraping against a plate only twice as high and five times as loud. Then inanimate objects began to turn clinquant. Spots of bright- brightness emitting from plants and pictures blinded me. I know that these were merely chemical. Chimerical. <laughs> he made... The, the author made quite the use of the thesaurus on this one. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I know that these were merely chimerical. But can a schizophrenic stop having hallucinations? Neither can someone suffering with extreme sleep deprivation. I decided to suck it up and face the monsters every night. Like the ones behind you, look out! Uh-oh. I've been sleeping well. When I say well, I mean I've been getting six hours of sleep a night. That's why I know I'm not hallucinating when I see dark figures in my bedroom at night. When I hear the creaking of my door opening, I know it's real. When the piercing screams of tortured souls invade my eardrums, it's actually happening. When I hear the hissed threats that are coming that they're coming for me, sadly I know that that's real too. You see, be careful what you wish for. I wished for hell. I got it. It's five minutes past three in the morning. I can hear them. Ooh, kind of exciting. I like the uh, cream walls meets what was it? Purple, purple cushion. Purple, purple cushion. cushion. That's what I'm gonna say if I ever if I ever have sex with a woman. What? My purple cushion would like to meet your cream walls. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> That's good. That's kind of a fun euphemism. Sympaternal. Adjective. Eternal and unchanging. Whatever. Chimerical. Adjective. Unreal. Imaginary. Visionary. Chimerical, like the chimera, right? Yeah. The, the mythical creature mm-hmm. that look, with one look can turn you into stone. Sometimes people use big words just because they don't want you to understand. <laughs> <laughs> and susurrus. Whispering, murmuring, or rustling. The susurrus of the stream. So this guy... So this guy had a fedora like mark on his fucking forehead, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, he had a word of a day ca- word word a day calendar, and he's just flipping through it, and he got to the words he wanted. But sometimes I really do wonder if the people that suffer from these night terrors and the sleep paralysis that maybe you know, maybe they do see into another realm, past the curtain of this reality into the next, and maybe the man with the hat is real. You maybe know? and maybe he's got a pet monkey, and his name is George, <laughs> and he's got a yellow cap, and the whole world's crazy. <laughs> but that's just in the in the color world. But then oh. when the shadow is cast upon our world, it becomes mm. the shadow man. Because in in the nightmare, they have all this stuff about like iron claws gripping at your penis when you sleep yeah. and stuff like that. And the man who just looks like a shadow made out of static comes up and he touches your chest, and all you can do is scream, but you can't make a noise. Yeah, maybe this man is real. And that's usually ended with the sentence to, uh, uttered by a father saying, "That's just the family cat," and oh, you know right. that. So let's move on. Mm. All right, this next story is called "Why Do You Keep Your Eyes Shut?" It's because I'm sleeping, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm sleeping, huh? That's why I keep my eyes shut. Oh, it's a story. That's all right. You guys having a campfire sleepover? Oh, it's just the two of you, huh? Yeah, well, I'll bring over my buddy, old man Greg. That's great. Well, honey, old man, I'll tell you why I keep your eyes shut. Because you ain't seeing the movement of old man Greg's knees walking around the room. A tip Oh, Greg, Greg's a friend of mine. <laughs> Anyways, back to the story. <laughs> Don't go camping, ladies and gentlemen. 
There was once a girl living in a town where everyone expected you to be normal. <laughs> Yet every day, people sent her glares and weird looks because they knew she couldn't see him. Dylan Klebold. I don't think Dylan has anything to do with this one. <laughs> her eyes were always shut. They never opened. And not even her mother knew what eye color she had. However, she acted offended when people grimaced. She could walk normally, and she could even take notes when the teacher was talking. The girl acted as if she could see, doing things that other people could do with their eyes. One day, a brave little boy on a tricycle rode over to her and stared at her eyelids. The boy gasped as the girl stopped and looked down as if she could see him. Miss, why, why do you keep your eyes shut? The little boy asked. Hmm. What do you mean? The girl inquired. And after the little boy didn't respond, she continued to walk. When she was walking home from school the next day, a couple of bullies surrounded her. She stopped in their presence, making the bullies shocked, yet they quickly regained their spiteful attitude. Who are you? Why do you always keep your eyes shut? Mm. One bully demanded, mm. stomping his foot on the ground. After the girl didn't respond, one bully hit her in the head and pulled her hair, and another one kicked her leg and stomped on her foot. They continued this action. That's assault. That is assault. Felony assault. They continued this action, but not for too long. Amelia Robinson was enjoying a nice walk with her husband that same day. Their pace quickened when it became darker, but both of them stopped abruptly when they saw something so horrible. Mm. Something so horrifying that Amelia screamed and called the police. There, on the sidewalk, laid three bodies, all of which were boys. They had been mutilated. Their blood stained the sidewalk, and their guts and veins sprawled everywhere. Mm. It appeared as if someone had just dug their nails into the flesh and ripped them open like you rip open a bag of chips. <laughs> However, Very your, good imagery. Your, yeah, with your teeth there. However, one body part was missing. Can you guess what it is? The penises! Was it buttholes? Their eyes. Their eyes. <laughs> we were way off. We were thinking below the waist. Yeah, I'm always way thinking up. that. Yeah. Amelia was so oh. frightened that she didn't see the note that the police had found. They claimed it was taped to one of the victim's bodies. After reading the note, the police chief and his backup went to investigate the dead bodies some more, which weren't being removed until the following day. The note said, When you teased me about my eyes being shut, I figured that you could have them. In return... I will have yours. The police's prediction was right. In the bully's hand was a pair of eyeballs. No! Oh my god! No! Ooh, that's no! great! It's like that character from that Nickelodeon cartoon who had the eyes that was always holding the eyeballs. Oh yeah, from Ah, Real Monsters. <laughs> yeah, 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 also, yeah like from I think his name was Grumkin. Oh, I loved that one. Grumkin. Yeah. Which is also what you call when you fart in a bowl and then you make your lover smell it while you're fingering her butthole. That's a Grumkin? <laughs> oh. That's Grumkin. That's pulling a Grumkin. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. This story is called Thousands. Oh. So that is a lot. <laughs> All right. Shorter more than hundreds. Anyways, me and old man Greg will let you get back to your storytelling. <laughs> yeah, old man Greg likes to hear the stories from a long way off. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, old man Greg. <laughs> I got a coughing disease. Yeah, you're, you're a chain smoker and you were in Vietnam. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Vietnam. My memories. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thousands. Thousands. 
Uh, you crawl into bed around 9. Funny, that's a little early for you. But you don't seem to care. You toss and turn for a few minutes before you feel it. Somebody's watching you. You're sure of it. You what are you sk- selling me? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's I'm the t- thing. It sounds like you're selling <laughs> on me on this. No, I'm selling it. Yeah. You toss and turn for a few minutes. You're sure of it. <laughs> you're sure of it. Yeah. Somebody's watching you. Oh, do you not want to see what I'm about to sell you for nine for three easy payments of $33.99? Uh, you crawl into bed around 9. Funny. That's a little early for you. But you don't seem to care. You toss and turn for a few minutes before you feel it. Somebody's watching you. You're sure of it. You, can, you scan the room, finding nothing, but you still feel a little uneasy. You lay back down, facing the room. You shut your eyes and you're trying to sleep, but you can't. You still feel the eyes watching you. It's just nice uh, to have somebody there. <laughs> you uh, you pull the cover. I'd take it. You know, I'd take a ghost at this point. Over pure loneliness yeah, and sadness? Yes. yes, exactly. You pull the covers over your head and, you're feeling, and, you're, and the feeling fades. You relax and close your eyes, but as soon as they shut, the feeling returns. You're scared to you're scared to move the covers to search uh, to search for the eyes that you know are watching you. You're terrified, but you yank the covers down as you do, and your as as you do, your heart skips a beat. You scan the room, seeing absolutely nothing yet again. The feeling disappears, and you scold yourself for acting like such a child. I'm an idiot. I'm a child. I'm an idiot. I'm a grown thirty nine year old man. You roll over toward the wall and quickly fall into a peaceful sleep. But let me ask you this. Do you know how many hiding places there are in your room? I do. Thousands. There's thousands of them. <laughs> See, I so, feel like that's also a bad thing. If like you get a girl over your house and you're like, do you know how many hiding places I have in my room? I do. It's thousands. <laughs> thousands of them. Yeah. I've checked. God no, knows. I literally have no hiding places in my room. I have no furniture. I just feel like this guy must have a huge room. Yeah, thousands. Thousands. You got a How closet? How many knickknacks does he have? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, he's tiny. Oh, the thing watching you? I think, think the thing watching you has to be tiny. For there to be thousands of hiding places, you have to be tiny. So why are you goddamn right. scared? Well, why are you scared then? You get a why is an elephant scared of a mouse? Elephant's not scared of a mouse. Yes, they are. Yeah. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. Yes, no, they, they are not. Yes, they we are. We can show you a YouTube tunes cartoon no, concept. Is, we can show you a YouTube video right yeah, after no. this called Elephant. Not, no, elephant not, scared of a mouse. We're not doing this here. Yeah. We're, not, we're not, gonna, not gonna do it here, but we'll do it later. Let's go back to play nine one one. Again, operator. we're not playing another one of these calls. They're too grisly and they're too disgusting. Mm. All right, and I think that people and it's 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 reprehensible the idea that we would even play one of these phone calls ever. Because this is human death. Do we not find human death to be the death to be sacred? Do mm-hmm. we not find? Mm-hmm. Do you know? Like, are, are are we not people like with with empathy and consideration for other people's feelings? I'm going to say you are not. That's true. I yes, got a booger in my nose. There it is. He just went on a whole diatribe about life and death. You're picking a booger over here. All right. Let's just play this danged call. Yep. This is a nurse at a nursing home refusing to do CPR on a dying old woman. This is great. Okay. That's not, we need to get CPR started. That's not enough. Okay. Um, let me. Yeah, we can't do CPR. Okay. Then hand the phone, to, hand down the phone to the passerby. If you can't do it, I need to hand it to the passerby. I'll have her do it. Or if you've got any, any citizens there, I'll have them. No. No, Anybody there can do CPR. Give them the phone, please. I understand if you if your facility is not willing to do that, give the phone to that passerby, that that stranger that had that vent. I need this woman's not breathing enough. She's going to die if we don't get this started. Do you understand? I understand. Okay. I am a nurse, but I cannot have our other senior citizens who don't know CPR. I will instruct them in, We're in a dining room. I will instruct them. Is there I, anyone I there who's willing? Okay, I don't understand why you're not willing to help this patient. 
I am. Okay, great. Then I'll walk you through it all. We EMS takes the liability for this, Colleen. I'm happy okay. to help you. Okay, this is this is EMS um, protocol. Okay. I don't know where he is, but he's yelling at me and saying that we have to have one of our other residents perform um, CPR until instruct, and I'm not going to do that. And what is that call? Colleen, is there anybody that works there that's willing to do it? We can't. Are we do just going to wait? That's we're going to let this lady die? Well, that's why we're calling 911. We sorry. can't wait. She can't wait right now. She is stopping breathing. She can't wait for them to get there. She's taking three breaths. It's not enough. We need to get CPR started. He's saying we don't, so you can talk to my boss, and I'm... Okay. I don't know They're, they're refusing CPR. They're going to let her die. Okay. Oh, my goodness. All right. I've had enough. And it just shows that thing, too, of, like... What's more evil than that, like, bureaucratic, like, right. kind of, like, stiff-arming? Yeah. Where it's just, like, it, that, think about that. Is that she just, like, literally, she, she just thought about her job. Yeah. She was just thinking about her job. Just thinking about her job with no <clears throat> passion whatsoever. Well, I'll tell you, that's what happens when you have the uh, now-deceased Anna Nicole Smith working at a hospice. <laughs> that woman sounded like she was on more drugs than any of the employees or any of the uh, patients there. And you get the feeling there was a family who was just like driving by and be like, let them die hospice. Mm, must be French. Drop them <laughs> off. Let's, yeah. Drop them off. You Drop know what? Off, I am grandma sick there. of hearing grandma's death rattles. You know why? Because it's getting over me. It's really messing up with me playing Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> Never. You know, I had a friend who worked in a, in a retirement community, a hospice, and uh, he was a very nice guy. But let's be honest. They treat these people terribly. If you have an elderly family member in a hospice right now, just play a fun game and it. Get them out, break them out of there and take them to the beach. Or do the thing where you go and check on them every once in a while. Yeah, just no, make sure. Go look at them. Just see if they're breathing. Go you check know? them out. Go, go, go visit them. You yeah. know what I mean? Or let them die. You know, I don't know. I'm going to crawl under a porch God, when I, hate... I feel the time coming. Oh, absolutely. Die like a possum. Yeah, that's, that's my goal. I hate that nurse so yeah. much. That's that, that evil. She's like a Nazi. She yeah. is like a Nazi. Is there any talk about consequences that came from this, this 911 call? None whatsoever. There's, so far, there's an investigation into the incident, but there's not, not been revealed to do any criminal wrongdoing. Because as far as I know, I don't think unless there is a specific law, uh, a municipal law, meaning a local law, saying that you must help a stranger in distress, then the American people are by no means allowed to help someone that is dying or in distress. Hell, cops yeah. aren't even required. The Supreme Court right. just ruled that cops aren't even required to help you if yes. you are in danger or in distress. Good, good, good. I never need it. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> Alright, um, so remember everyone, you're all on your own. <laughs> so if you ever need to do CPR, make sure you're trained on it so you can do it to yourself. You gotta do it to yourself sometimes, like an old western cowboy would sew his own wounds after stabbing himself. <laughs> This is Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, the promo, 
And in 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why you should check out the show. I, the host Scott Augerman, have a lighthearted conversation with famous celebrities like John Hamm, Allison Williams, Phoebe Bridgers, Bob Odenkirk, just to name a few. Things go a little off the rails when different eccentric characters drop by to be interviewed as well. Each week is a blend of conversations and character work from your favorite comedians as well as some new hilarious voices. Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. Listen every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so this is called, I'm going to read a story called It's a Small Road, a.k.a. Thummers, by Death Lord. <laughs> a spot of fellow standing on the side of the road, slightly obscured by the low-lying fog. He's got his thumb stuck out, kind of gruff and dirty looking. It's late. Hell, why not? I pull the car over and the man opens the door. He hops in without saying a word. It's your lucky night, I state. Normally I don't pick up any thummers. Despite the night being dark, I notice some bright yellow teeth in my rearview mirror. I guess he's smiling at the comment. Must be. I never thumb much myself anymore, he halts. Not since what happened. Oh, I ask, what happened? The man in the back seat pauses for a moment, but with a shrug of his shoulders, he commences a tale. Twere some years ago. Late at night, as you might expect. I was out hitchhiking. When the man comes along, picks me up. Sounds good, huh? He hesitates here when I give a grunt of approval. Story titty. <laughs> well, this man who picked me up, he asks, Dangerous, isn't it? What is, I ask him. He says, Thumb it. Before I can even speak, the man pulls a big old, pulls out big old knife on me. He says, Yep, dangerous, all right. That stabs at me. The car's swerving all over because he's stabbing, he's stabbing, he's stabbing, he's stabbing. <laughs> This is a horrible story to tell in the middle of a car ride. <laughs> I grunt again, <laughs> becoming interested. Well, what did you do? I tell you. The man yells, I tell you. And out of nowhere, he thrusts his arms forward right against my cheek. I look down on it, and the hand is gone. He pulls his arm back. You got to cut it right out. How did you escape? More bright yellow teeth in the mirror again. Well, I got a hold of his hand, and instant kick in. Bit his fingers, got two car hit a tree and I made a run for it. I grunt again. <laughs> Gripping the steering wheel with my bad hand. The one missing the two little fingers. What? <laughs> it was me! It was me, Death Lord, all along! He was the person. It was the person that did the thing. The man... See, there was a man that was a thumber. And then the thumber was... Picking up another thummer, but the thummer that picked up the man had already picked him up before, but they both had bad memories, so they didn't remember that they had already picked him up before because he hadn't had a thummer in a long time. Clear and as day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, they were both, huh. they were thummers. They yeah. were thummers. One of them was a thummer. And what was the other one? Kind of a more of a pinky guy? or <laughs> He had two, li- yeah, his little fingers were missing, so he was huh. a, a, a pinker. Yeah, huh. so he's got a pinker, the other guy's a thummer. And the thing about pinkers is in thummers is that war's been going on since, nah, since the beginning of th- pinkers and thummers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Thummers and pinkers were born on two sides of the same valley. But then one thummer rolled on over, and he raped one of the old men of the pinker tribe. I feel, <laughs> like, this, yeah. I feel like this is how a white trash mother uh, talks about dicks with her daughter. Thummers and pinkers. Thummers and pinkers. You got those long, skinny ones. You got the short, stubby ones. You got to find what works best for you. You got to put the thummer into your pinker every day. Every day. All right. Well, this next one is written by 
One thir- 1337 noob guy. Newbie guy. Newbie guy. <laughs> cool. It's called Pac-Man versus Child Protective Services. That <laughs> seems very real. What beautiful and sunny fucking day. Pac-Man was enjoying a nice shitty rapist Sunday. He put down the <laughs> shitty, horrible peach and vile excuse for a drink and got up on his motherfucking legs. He went to fucking McDonald's to fuck a child. Whoa. When he arrived there, he exposed his cock and small, tiny dick and everybody was shocked, but he recognized someone. It was his child and the child was enjoying a fucking drink. Pac-Man went over to him and continued to Soon, Child Protective Services burst in through the door. Face snipers ready to quick scope Batman's dirty ass if needed. Needless to say, Batman would not take such shit from such a fucking shitty group full of humans. He fucking fucking he fuck fuck sprang into action and shat all over him. He then continued to get out a small rod by pushing it out the head of his penis and shoved it up the fucking ass of someone. Hyper realistic blood fucking went every fucking place. And fucking Pac-Man went fucking over to the fucking leader and fucking threw the shitty fucking waste of fucking flesh, fucking DNA, and fucking oxygen, and fucking decimated the fucking rest of fucking child protective fucking Fucking services. services. He then fucking went home to fucking finish that fucking shitty rapist fucking Sunday. Wow. So, how was your weekend? I wrote some stories, Mom, and fuck you. <laughs> okay, honey, he's a creative. Mom, I'm a lord of the internet. Okay. Everybody fucking knows my ass when I'm on fucking internet. You don't fucking tell me. Hyper-realistic quicksope. <laughs> kind of tastes blood in my mouth a little bit after that one. All right, Marcus, very good. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, this one involves uh, the internet as well. YouTube. Uh, let's see here. This one's called Here Comes Fucking Walter Cronkite. <laughs> All right. Oh, they've got. I remember my day. There was a notepad. Now mm-hmm. they've got internet pads. Ah, oh, well, you know what you need is a feminine pad because y'all are <laughs> pussies. That's I remember right. an iPad. My old pads used to stay the same. You got guys got porn in it. Yep. Cronkite would freak out if he saw the tampons that are inserted into women nowadays. <laughs> Marina Mord- Mordegard Glesgorv. That's the name of this one. We purposely gave this to him so it would be difficult for him to read. No, I read it. I can read it. It's just I don't know what's going on there. <clears throat> All right. There's a video on YouTube named Marina Mortegard Glesgorv. If you see this, if you search this, you will find nothing. All right. The few times you find something, uh, wait, the few times you find something you will see a, is a 20. And see, this is all wrong. It's written like a jerk off. Okay. Let me redo it. This one's called Marina Mordegord. Mariana. Mariana Mordegard Glesgorv. Mm-hmm. There's a video on YouTube named Mariana Mordegard Glesgorv. If you search this, you will find nothing. The few times you find something, all you will see is a 20-second video of a man staring intently at you, expressionless, then grinning for the last two seconds. The background is undefined. This is only part of the actual video. Hmm. Interesting. The full video lasts two minutes and was removed by YouTube after 153 people who viewed the video gouged out their eyes and mailed them to the YouTube main offices in San Bruno. Yeah, you, that, you guys remember when that happened, right? Yeah, absolutely. It takes like four days for a package to get there anyway. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like It's not like it instantly goes there. Go with Brown. That's what I say. Don't FedEx it. UPS it. 
said people also had also committed suicide in various ways. No so the people shit. who set the eye, yeah, the people who sent the eyes, they also committed suicide in various ways. It is not yet known how they managed to mail their eyes after gouging them out. Yeah, that is a good question. <laughs> oh, because demons are going to the fucking post office. I think you fill it out first. Uh, you know, fill out the envelope first. Gouge them out right next to the mailbox, <laughs> and then kind of put them in there. Slap some. Sorry. Right. See, so, yeah, hey guys. <laughs> okay. Excuse me, I have to put these Netflix DVDs in there as well, if you could. <laughs> I love Netflix DVDs. And, okay, so they gouge out their eyes, they mail them in. And the cryptic inscription they carve on their forearms has not yet been deciphered. YouTube will, period, period, will, YouTube will periodically put up the first 20 seconds of the video to quell suspicions so that people will not go look for the real thing and upload it. All right. Seems kind of weird. The video itself yeah. was only viewed by one YouTube staff member who started screaming after, who started screaming after 45 seconds. This man is under con- con- <laughs> This man is under constant sedatives and is apparently unable to recall what he saw. The other people who were in the same room as him while he viewed it and turned it off and turned off the video for him say that they all could hear all they could hear was a high-pitched drilling sound. None of them dared look at the screen. The person who uploaded the video was never found. The IP the IP address being non-existent and the man on the video has never been identified. That's why for all your video recording needs and video watching needs on the internet, use vid.me. Vidme. That's what <laughs> you gotta me. use. YouTube's the way of the of the, of the dodo. The bat. Vidme yeah. is the way of the future. Ah, Vidme. Join today. Alright, so um, should we do another phone call? or I think we're gonna round this out yeah. with one last 911. But we're not playing 911 calls Are anymore, we not? Marcus. No. Are we not? No, we're not playing them anymore. Oh. You know what I mean? Round Roundtable is over. That's been canceled. It's done. Yeah, and we're not playing 911 calls yeah. anymore. I'm not even on Roundtable anymore. No, me I neither. Quit. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right, everyone. I'm not even on a television show right now. Is that true? Yeah. I just fucking go so, to the park and I say to everybody, I'm in, I'm in Toronto. But hello. Really, I've just been for months yeah. now. You've been lying this whole time? I pack a lunch. You do? I pack a lunch and I go to the park by myself and I feed the goose. Well, why did you do fake film in Canada? Why didn't you just have them filming here in New York? I don't know. The lie got bigger. (laughs) Yeah. The lie got bigger around me. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. But I can't suck my own dick. Hey, all right. Yeah, Let's go. play the 911 call. Let's do it. This is a <laughs> teenager who confessed to beating his father to death with a cane. 911, what are you reporting? I'm calling to confess to a killing. All right. When and where did this happen? It was last, last Friday, uh, round. 9 o'clock, 9 p.m. Who did you kill? My father. Is he still there? No, he's yeah. fucking dead. Where in the house is he? He's uh, outside in a container of sorts. Your last name? Salzman. S-A-L-Z-M-A-N. Your first name? Ryman. R-Y-L-A-N. Is anyone else there with you? Not at the moment. Uh, my mother and sister have left to the neighbors for the time being. I told them what happened, so they left for a spell until I tell the police to take care of things. So, all right. How did you tell them? Well, we 
we've both been drinking some and there was a confrontation. I said something to him, told him to stop. He shoved me. Didn't hit me, but he shoved me and I I just I had a cane in my hand. At the time I knew I promised it wasn't uh, pre-meditated or anything, but I had been drinking and I just started swinging. You know, obviously had a, a conflicted uh, childhood, you know, past, conflicted past. And most of sort of the tipping point. What kind of container is he in? It's, uh, well, it's a wooden box. What's your middle name or initial, Riley? Kendrick. Want to spell it? No, I have it. And your date of birth? On January 2nd, 98. Oh, my. 1998. There's a 17-year-old kid here. How do you... That's not even... You don't even have time to get the full traumatic childhood out yet. No, no, <laughs> no, but he was almost out of there. He was almost out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. This just proves the lesson time and time again. Do not have children because they will kill you. They very- whether by their own hand or leaving you just... To become a ghost in a hospice. Exactly. With a terrible <laughs> yeah. nurse who doesn't resuscitate you when you're having a heart attack. Don't drink with your kids. This is a 17-year-old. This is trying to be cool, Dad. Oh, God. He was abusive, Dad. Then he tried to be cool, Dad, because the only thing he knew how to do is drink and fix motorcycles. He's like, my son's 16. No, he can drink with me anyway. And then his kid killed him. Mm-hmm. You, yep. you don't drink with your kids. You let your kids drink in the basement with their friends. Right. That's what you do. You do that thing. I mean, like, if you're going to drink anywhere, I'll have you drinking in the house. You know what I mean? You let them do that. And then you lock them in the basement. Right. Mm-hmm. And don't let them out, even if there's no bathroom down there. Never let them out. Never. They'll figure it out. Never let it let be their fucking grave. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Well, <laughs> very interesting and, stuff today. Yeah. And by the way, uh, the kid beat him to death with a cane, mm-hmm. put him in a wooden container, and then partially covered it with dirt, cat litter, a cut-up bicycle, and motor oil. Okay. That's perfect. Okay. That so is... that's called that's called redneck compost. <laughs> yeah, I think that is redneck there's, compost. There's a, is... some metal, some oil, and dad. <laughs> oh, wow. That's great. It's like when you go to a sports bar and you get the garbage nachos. They're like, just put all the garbage on top. And, but that's like beans and cheese do you, that, and sour does that cream. Change the to name, the change the mm. uh, definition of the term Big Daddy Cane? Oh, hey. it could be. Yeah. Hey, wasn't he a rapper? He was a bit of a rapist. <laughs> was, well, I don't know if ra- rapper would be the... Rapist is normal because it got two Ps. It's like trappist without T. Yeah, but... And I, rapist I, without the extra P. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I'm like a, I'm a former rapist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would, I'm a convicted rapist. No... That's how you say if you're a really, rap- I'm really into rapping. No, I'm you have a conviction. Rapist. Oh, I see. Okay, <laughs> but you have convictions. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. right, 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 right. Well, you, you know, different, different kind and of sussurruses. The Creepy pasta. Yeah, we did it, guys. So um, put your clothes on. You disgust me. Oh, you're naked. You told him to get naked. I know. <laughs> I, I never know. listen to him. Always stay fully clothed. It's like unless you're indoors and no children are around. It's like the five seconds after watching porn after you're done jerking off and uh, you just go like, ugh. These who would poor do women. that? Yeah. Why would they do that to that one? <laughs> yeah, it's always wrong these poor women. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, God, what's God. wrong with me? I'm. A half a man. Half a man. Right. All I do is jerk. Watching this fucking watching this rape fa- fantasy. No, no. Sex doesn't work like this. Sex is 
It's a deeply just uh, complicated. It's two serpents entwined. Mm-hmm. Two souls dancing with each other. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Porn will definitely give you a different use of a martini glass. Uh, they can do. You can drink a lot of stuff. Oh, out of get bukkake. Sure. Oh, are you talking about bukkake? No, that sounds like a nice flower that you might buy for your aunt. I'm not into bukkake. You like bukkake? Uh, I like the. Well, we're not going to talk about it here. Well, it seems like that is a definitely confirmation that you like no, bukkake. Yeah, no, I don't like bukkake. Yeah. Oh, weird. Because uh. that now Louis, you said that with like a smile on your face, like you were lying. Yeah. No, because I don't we caught like, him like, in a very deep truth, saying yeah. that he likes bukkake. No, everybody likes bukkake. I don't. They have nine million views on the videos. Yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah, so but also uh, people that, just watch it, and it's also it's group fucking, so groups of dudes watch it too. No, but I also no, I also <laughs> like to watch nothing but women. Female bukkake. Yeah, the squirt. The squirt. Yeah, it's, oh, it's just a whole yeah. bunch of women. Squirt. There's, there's. A, have you seen the one with the girl by the pool? It's called Sprinkler Party. Yes, and it's good for your lawn. I like the ones where the where the. I like to watch the porn videos where the woman becomes president. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I like to watch the bukkake where the Japanese woman is trying to read the news. Mm. Isn't that kind of funny? Hmm. Yeah, I always well, I like the Japanese with the with the blurred out dicks and the blurred out pussies. I just pretend like there's two Sasquatches <laughs> kind of going at it there. He has a dick for a Sasquatch and he's a pussy for a Sasquatch. Put the yeti in the put the yeti in the Bigfoot. You disgust me. All right. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, it's so nice to have Henry back, and uh, I hope you had a good vacation, Marcus, in I New did. Mexico. It was weird. It was a real weird time. No way. He's got a Roswell, New Mexico shirt on right now, which yeah. is awesome. He's got a good alien on it, good haunting eyes. Yeah. Whitley Strieber right now would be rock hard looking at that. Thank Just- you very much. I was able, I got this at the uh, UFO uh, Research Center in Roswell, New Mexico. I was able mm-hmm. to get a copy of the Majestic 12 report yeah. written and signed by Stanton T. Friedman. And did he write it in the thing? Just like, oh, so much for the trip to the grocery store. <laughs> right. And again, no. he was with this. Oh, Sorry, go on. No, but no, but I did talk to the cashier. The cashier, uh, she was a wonderful middle-aged southwestern woman, and I said, "Oh my God, I can't believe you guys had this signed by Stan Freeman." She goes, "You know what? A lot of people think he's stodgy, but I think he's just a sweetheart." Wow, she fucked him. She must have banged <laughs> she him out. Fucked him. That is exactly what happened. Yeah. She was just like, yeah. "Oh, Mister Scientist Man," it's like, "I'll take you on a." trip to the grocery store and I mean the <laughs> orgasm store. Come here, you sweet Native American woman. Did you know that I am a nuclear physicist? I am a lecturer on a nuclear s- physics. And there oh, are a series God. of documents that I, oh, 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 that was quicker than normal. Yes, we're going to get into the pol- politics of uh, New Mexico on top at this week. Oh. I can't wait to hear about it. A couple of the books that Marcus brought with him, Billy the Kid, Serial Killer. Absolute uh, truth. This uh, is self-published by a guy named Dave Gerke. Oh, it's self Published by Master Psychic Dave Gerke, okay. who spoke beyond the grave to Billy the Kid, Pat Garrett, and Governor Wallace, who was the governor of New Mexico at the time. Uh, I'm going right. to put this as a tip to anybody out there. If you're reading a paranormal book and it's not self-published, you're reading a shills book. <laughs> if it's self-published, it means that it was too, fu- too, real. too real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got a couple of self-published it's books. It's not poorly written. It's very well written. Very, is that uh, why it's oh, well, it's going to be difficult to read, but that's for sure. Yeah. But is the truth diff- right. It's easy to hear? I, right. s- I think not. <laughs> the Occult Connection, UFOs, Secret Societies, and Ancient Gods. Yeah, also yeah, self-published. That was, uh, yeah, right. yeah, also self-published. Right. And, of course, the Dictionary of Demons. So you came back with some great books from New Mexico, oh, Wonderful books from New Mexico. I bought a horse tail. Man, you know, because you were talking about how it's like you were stressed out to hang with your family, but uh-huh. I just feel like they were normal. They were stressed out to yeah. hang out with you. Yeah, because you were just buying, like, demonic books and they horse just, tails. Uh, they really don't enjoy hearing me speak. 
Right. That's the problem. But they let you, you're, they treat you like they treat their horses. And they're like, let them run. <laughs> let them run. <laughs> let them run that field. Almost don't want them to come back. Don't yeah. say that. More you know. like a dog. Um, <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening. Hail yourselves. Um, Hail Satan. Again, remember everywhere, if you are a Satanist, you are the ones to teach people the truth. Don't let anybody says like anybody who believes in even in one lie. If you believe in one lie wholeheartedly, you're, you're living an entire fake life. All right. But I would say don't. Bring up war crimes from their culture's past. I would say the opposite. Always bring up war crimes <laughs> just, from their past. It just depends on the interaction you want to have. And look who this message is coming from. Mm-hmm. Mr. Kissel. You are alone in the world, Henry. <laughs> or should we say... Herr Kissel? Herr Kissel from... Oh, no, he put... No, don't worry. I'm not mm. from Germany. <laughs> I live in Uruguay. <laughs> All right. Very, very fun uh, stuff. I live in... Uh, they call it Stefan's Point. In I work in a box factory and I ship supplies for propeller companies. Yeah. Isn't that fun? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm happy you guys are using your comedic sensibilities for good. Right. Oh, and hi again, everyone. And yes. everyone who ordered a uh, new heart t-shirt. They're being yeah. ordered this week. We finally got all the pre-orders in. They're going to be ordered this week and they'll be shipped out next week. So thank everyone for being patient on those. Yes. Uh, and go to last, go to capecomedyradio.com slash last podcast on the left to order either the classic logo t-shirt or the new satanic heart t-shirt. And we appreciate everybody that has ordered one so far. It's awesome. Thank you guys so much for all the encouraging things on the Facebook page, on iTunes. Make sure to go and rate and review us on that. Thanks for supporting the shows that we do here on CCR. We really appreciate it. Means, it. it really means a lot. This is uh, all that uh, we have personally. Mm-hmm. This is it, yeah. but it's, the, it's yeah, the not tr- all that we have. We have a very, we have a, we have an amazing thing. Yeah. So it's, yeah, a, it's a good all to have. But if the trip to New Mexico has taught me anything, yes, this is uh, this is our this thing. Is, this is it. So it's just if you could give that five star review, that'd be really great. <laughs> don't, <laughs> I, Henry, don't break down. Yeah, I'm just saying it'd be really good. If you could just and no, none of this four star shit. Yeah. <laughs> Magustalations. We haven't said a Magustalations yeah, in a while. Right. And so. Heil Gina, everyone out there. Heil Gina, I remember him. Right. And you know what? Uh, Heil me. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you know what? I'm fucking great. That's right. Oh, do you feel good now? <laughs> yes. Do, do you really feel great? Or do, do you, you just, Usually when they say, I'm great, then the person... Let's get spotlight off of me. Okay. The, you know. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> Hail Satan. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. This is Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, the promo, and in 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why you should check out the show. I, the host, Scott Augerman, have a lighthearted conversation with famous celebrities like John Hamm, Allison Williams, Phoebe Bridgers, Bob Odenkirk, just to name a few. Things go a little off the rails when different eccentric characters drop by to be interviewed as well. Each week is a blend of conversations and character work from your favorite comedians as well as some new hilarious voices. Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. Listen every Monday wherever you get your podcasts.